Hello, I'm Kristen McDonald, and thanks so much for tuning in today. I have a very special guest today. Brazilian-born Kalyani is a spiritually inspired visionary, producer, and talented artist. From a very young age, she was deeply attracted to the more mystic aspects of existence and was curious about the nature of God and the architecture of the spirit. Kalyani holds a Bachelor of Arts from UCLA in psychology and a Master's in Spiritual Psychology from the University of Santa Monica. Before she was called to singing, Kalyani split her time between her conscious media company, Stargate Alliance, and her soul coach practice. Her mission is to empower women, and she is doing so through multiple projects where her music is featured. And I'm delighted to have her on the show today. And her latest song, Tears for Anana, has received over 2 million hits, I believe, on iTunes, and we're going to play a sample of it for you right now. So stay tuned, and then you're going to hear from Kalyani. Thanks so much.
goodness, you are so talented. I mean, what, you know, what inspires you, you know, to, um, to create this kind of music? You know, it's like I said, it's, it was, um, it, it was a moment in time. And I feel that it, this is the hardest question that I would ever <laughs> dare to logically explain. And I've tried many times, but it's, it is it's a state of being i guess that i entered and um like i said this this powerful uh, beautiful story of um a feminine uh, creationary myth followed by you know uh, um it's um uh, continuing lineage as inanna is i would say mhm um, you know, uh, bursting forth as a powerful goddess who was crucial in the civilization creation of humankind and teaching us about uh, sacred uh, uh, sexuality and uh, the things that we have um, vilified and lost along the way. And uh, being didn't a, you say you're working on a, something called the Secrets of Love now? Secrets of Love was. Uh, 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 an original project actually that launched um, uh, Stargate Alliance. It was uh, my first documentary. Yeah, Secrets of Love is a documentary uh, with incredible um, uh, people, incredible authors and speakers that are worldwide known. Um, yeah, Marion Williamson, Deepak Chopra, John. Oh, I love them. Yeah. And so many more, and they just, um, um, uh, it was an exploration also of relationships as a catalyst for our human evolution. It's very psychological, but it has spiritual tones as well. We explored love in different uh, in different ways in that film. It was really beautiful. Now, is that on Netflix or uh, on the Internet, or can can one buy it if they want to find it? Oh, absolutely, yes. Um, I uh, believe it's not on Netflix. <laughs> I don't think so, by choice. Um, the producer that uh, I've walked away, this was back in 2012, so that we launched sure. it. So, that so was he's the first been one, taking right. care of the distribution. I'm not involved in the distribution, but it was originally distributed by Beyond Words, and uh, it was available on our website. And um, right. And what is your so, website for people listening? Well, uh, the Stargate Alliance dot net, uh, Stargate Alliance dot net has my projects. It's like my online uh, greeting card in a way. Great. The Secrets of Love has its own website as well, and um, it is. Um, I believe um, secretsoflove.tv um, or experts expertsecretsoflove.tv. Um, Wonderful. Which there, it's it's more updated. Um, mm-hmm. 
And, and you're working on now another documentary, Oceana, or something about the our coral reef, you know, saving our coral reef. Can right, you elaborate yeah. on that? Yes, I am actually Sunday. I'm leaving uh, to go to um, an island in the South Pacific called Kiribati. Or Kiribati, it's pronounced Kiribati, and it's Christmas Island, and um, and it's one of the most heavily affected. Um, uh, the coral reef areas, you know, in that region, um, completely decimated. And uh, this documentary is a beautiful. Um, uh, my composer, uh, Riz Story, who I work with very closely in, in a couple different projects, and who is the director of A Winter Rose, he invited me to create music for this film, which is a love of his. He's been uh, diving since he was five years old, and he was devastated um, in 2016 when he, you know, found out that two-thirds of the coral reefs uh, and the Great Barrier Reef was destroyed. And he had been following all these um, small spurts of uh, loss, I think, in 2001. I think that was one in 96. And because of the rising water temperatures that the corals cannot withstand, the culprit mm-hmm. in the end is global warming. If it don't stop, we're going to kill ourselves. The planet's going to come back. Don't worry. <laughs> it will shake right. off. I say Gaia is like, you know, a, a big mama bear. When she when she has enough, she's just going to shake off like a wet, a wet dog. Absolutely. You know? We might all be and going to Mars. We're going to be they're working on that now. And then she's going to say, okay, now I'm just going to sit here and fluff myself up in the sun and and everything will grow back. But, you know, we're just not thinking straight. What we're doing no, is no, it, no, absurd. No, and these people who say there's no global, global warming, I don't know what they're thinking, you know, especially oh, in the last God. year, my goodness, yes. with all the rains we had and the fires and the, oh, everything. Yeah, well, that is fantastic, and then you then you have you're juggling your your practice too, right? You're you're a coach for women, I understand. Yes, I guess. Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, I hold uh, women's. I I hold a community group that celebrates the equinoxes and solstices uh, here in the Sacred Garden, where it's um, where I live, and uh, um, I also uh, hold women's. uh, spiritual um, circles where we come together to explore um, a spiritual, our spiritual reality, and explore certain archetypes. Uh, it's through a specific template that I studied um, uh, called the Thirteen Moon Mystery School. It's a beautiful template. It's very, very um, broad and inclusive. It's like you can't pigeonhole it. It draws from um, all the best of all the ancient um, uh, uh, lineages, spiritual lineages of our history, and then also um, is it, it is its own creation as uh, um, a download from Ariel Spilsbury. Ariel Spilsbury is uh, the creator of this lineage, and it's a beautiful way for women to connect because we never quite found a space in traditional religion where we had freedom to go all the way. And I think what's happening with the new new pagan movement is that women have carved out their own space because they were told they couldn't be priests, they couldn't be 
this, mm-hmm. they could, it could be so many things. Be so many things that you know there there were uh, there was an agenda to disconnect us from from God from our spiritual power our ability mm-hmm. to be receivers and transmitters. So this is calling women into their own um, divine authority, as I like to say, or a divine empowerment or attunement with their soul and their purpose as spiritual beings. Um, it also, you know, goes all the way into dealing with shadow as well. Uh, each archetype has its shadow and light. It's a beautiful exploration. And I have to confess, I, I walked away from it in the last couple of years a little bit because um, I had to focus on a lot of other projects and also in my personal life because my personal life took a big shift, you know, um, with... Um, yeah, uh, my children's father passed away. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, it was a big, big shift in our life. But it's it's been a while, and now, mm-hmm. you know, things are are uh, falling into place, and that's how, you know, mm-hmm. I decided to just go back into the healing creation. process. But I actually stepped takes away from a while. everything. I stepped away mm-hmm. from a lot of different things and slowed mm-hmm. down, you know, and I was really Yeah, put your focus elsewhere for a bit. Yeah. So right now I, I just released in uh, December, you know, Tears for Inanna, and now I'm going to um, do start, because I, I was invited to first create the music with Riz Story, um, the, the director of the film, the creator of, of this beautiful Oceana film about the oceans. Right. And, uh, and later on he wanted me to produce it with me, so I... I'm now co-producing it with him, and it's going to be a, a very exciting time to go and visit all these places. It's going to be heartbreaking as well, but what's happening is we're bringing hope. This is a whole new voice. Oceana is not about the death of the corals. It's what we can do to bring them back. So we're working with incredible scientists, marine biologists, who have uncovered a manner of reseeding them into the ocean. And this is an idea I brought into the film. So Riz is, is very excited about it. He never thought there was anything like that. And I said, no, there's got to be. And uh, I'm very intuitive. So I went and I found these incredible uh, beings. Uh, Dr. Kirby's working directly with us. We're going to be visiting his nurseries there. And he actually grows corals outside of the ocean and plants them back in. He has already restored an entire island in Belize. But this is work that needs years and lots and lots of involvement in many people and money um, to do like something like the Great Barrier Reef, for example. Oh, definitely, definitely. <clears throat> it was Have safe. you presented it, it to uh, Discover or any of the, the other, you know, networks who might cover something like will. that? We will. We will when it's, yeah. when it's ready. It's, it's yeah. in process. We just began. It's, uh, um, we have actually a beautiful website with... Um, a beautiful uh, initial um, trailer there, and it's oceanathefilm.com. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. oceanathemovie.com. If you go to oceanathemovie.com, you can see and explore. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing, and I think it will hopefully create a ripple effect in educating the people. Beautiful. awareness to this cause, and uh, hopefully we'll, with time, recover some of this precious losses have had. Yes, yes, that that's absolutely a, a wonderful mission, you know. And like you said, raising awareness is so vital. 
you know. Yeah. Would you ever want to go on the road with your music or? Not really, if you ask me honestly, because I wear mm-hmm. all these hats and um, being on the stage is not something that is um, my, you know, it's not as uh, really important appealing to, you. to me, yeah. very important to me, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel the peace, the creation uh, being, you know, I actually didn't even want to <laughs> release this publicly. I just wanted this to be the music for my documentary, and I actually walked away from it. It took me, uh, to be honest, a year and a half or so to agree to do a soft launch. I didn't really want to have a singing career. This was not where I felt my um, my uh, destiny was. But mm-hmm. I agreed to, you know, to release, and uh, it took a life of its own. It did what it did, and it's beautiful, and I feel honored to be able to carry this this um well because you're so open you know exactly. you mentioned that too you were you were open to it and you you stay quiet and you listen for the answers you're obviously very in tune to your own uh voices you know and and many of us aren't we we're so busy with our lives and and we don't listen you know to what we really are capable of doing or want to do I feel it's it's very true, and I think there's a way to uh, navigate that potentially better uh, mm-hmm. by just, um, you know, one of the things that I notice about myself is I'm driven by the, the deepest purpose in my soul, uh, which is to make a difference, to make my life meaningful. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're purpose-driven. So Purpose-driven, really not financially driven, that's one thing. And the other thing is if I can't um, really accept any labels. Like if you call me, uh, some people see me as a producer, some see me as a singer, some people see me as a writer because I've been published before and I write a lot of articles and I write, I'm writing a book again. So um, if you put me in a space, then I feel like the true nature of what wants to be expressed as me, through me, as part of my purpose, gets uh, pruned and cut. You see, every time we say, I am this, you are restricting terribly your capacity. So because I have never said I am this or that, which is also complicated, but you know, I you know, I found a way to define myself as I am a spiritually inspired visionary. So with that said, <laughs> whatever that, that opens the door to quite do, a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's a very beautiful way to just uh, yeah. navigate different parts of who we are instead of being in this absolutist, uh, boxed up, old paradigm kind of thinking. Thinking, oh, I am this, and I am going yeah. to you yeah. know say it out loud and fill my mouth. Right, with, right. And you don't have any idea how much you're cutting yourself down by just yeah, limit, limitation pointed thing. But there is mm-hmm. a value in that as well because when you go deep into one thing, you know, you can you can bring a lot out of it. So. Mm-hmm. Different ways. One is I feel more feminine, which is like this fluidity, you know, where you move from one thing without having too much attachment to one or the other because ultimately I'm connected to 
where the universe is guiding me, how am I being in service as an instrument to it, mm-hmm. and the trusting in that process. If I start to panic because something is not working, that means I am disconnected and I'm not trusting this process. So I just allow it. It's like I'm a little boat. I'm down the river, you know, and <laughs> sometimes it becomes a little bold. As long as the little boat off. finishes all the projects, <laughs> excuse me, along the way, because I know when I sometimes, you know, start to multitask, uh, I don't accomplish things the way I want to, you know. So, it's, um, but it, it it doesn't sound like that's the case with you at all. You've you've created this beautiful music and these documentaries, and uh, it really uh, it's very very exciting, especially with your your coaching work with women and uh, your mission to save the coral reefs. It's very impressive, you know. Thank you. And I always say, do you have I, a favorite I, of any of them? <laughs> Uh, not really, not really. I love them all. I love them all. And I, I would say, yes, my work with women, profoundly, profoundly connected to my soul. Yes, the mm. one-on-one work, the group circles, this kind of, uh, you know, real uh, time connection. It's very, very powerful. And I think uh, as my destiny has been, you know, um, filled with these very graceful because it wasn't anything that I was searching for or trying to get into. It just dropped on my lap. It, that's how conscious media came to me, very much. That's why I feel it's so, so incredibly easy. People go like, you do so much. And I'm like, no, it's grace. It's really grace. It sounds like I'm doing tremendous amounts. Of course I am busy, but not to the level of like, you know, wow, how do you do this? No. I don't do it. It's kind of I'm included and I'm a part of it, and it's graceful. It's very graceful. It happens almost osmotically, you know. It's it's serendipitous. It's beautiful, and um, that's wonderful. Well, there's the passion. There's the passion for your work coming out. You know, the passion and the purpose. You know, uh, when you have both of those, often the universe just lines things up. At least that's been my experience. You know. Uh, when you're resisting something and you're just not as, you know, so many people in America, they don't like their jobs. They're forced into working at certain things and and don't even have time for specific hobbies that they love, you know. Uh, but, you know, when you love something, you'll do anything for it. And when you're you're doing what is in your heart to do. You're yes, so what you're meant to do. It's Absolutely. like everything is, is magic, and, and you have to be in integrity with yourself and in that place yes. of trust and, and trusting that what is meant to be yours cannot be taken away. And, yeah. And, and what's your destiny? You know, <clears throat> if you're tuned and aligned and staying in track with, with your process, your inner process. With who you are and what you want. Who you are, yeah. And, and that refinement is only going to bring... Uh, more of what your soul would love to do, and it, even if you're not conscious of what you exactly want to do, right, it's like, right. Just bring me, me. Uh, what is in the vibrational frequency of my heart, you know, because the the, the frequency we, we we don't even need thoughts to emanate the frequency of our truth and of our feeling. Mm-hmm. Just connect to that heart center of yours that wants to do something special even if it doesn't have a name and and the universe will bring it to you. Just just trust, you know, and connect to it and allow it to Right. Form. 
and do the beginning steps connecting to it, you know, because often we, we don't know what the signs are. You know, a person comes into your life for a reason or, you know, you, you create an idea, plant the seed, and then suddenly you've, you have some sort of coincidental meeting. At least that's the one, that's the way it's been for me, you know, and that's the way the ideas start, the creativity gets rolling. You know, we're winding down on time, and I want to play another one of your songs, but could you quickly elaborate? I was very interested on your work with the Veterans Administration, uh, your background in psychology, and, you know, working with all those patients, and, you know, what what came out of that for you? You worked at um, the Veterans Hospital in, in Los Angeles, right? Yes, I was um, finished. Yeah, I very finished impressive. My BA, my BA in psychology um, at, from UCLA, and I volunteered at the Veteran Administration right off of college. And then they, in the end of five months, they uh, wanted to hire me. There was a lot of um, working with schizophrenia, manic depressives, and I worked only. Uh, three days a week, uh, and it was an underground facility. It was it was a place where you really needed to be able to put yourself together uh, back again after you walk out of there. It was uh, yes, I'm sure very, very difficult. Yes, a lot of and, a lot of sadness. But I collected a lot of data, interviewed lots of, of uh, especially schizophrenic patients undergoing double blind studies and. Um, you know, and uh, to help assist doctors to publish their papers. And um, mm-hmm. there were two scientific papers. One of them, uh, you know, my name was almost put into it. I wasn't there for very long. It was like an experiment and an experience with um, the fascination I have with the human mind and the human soul. It's been always my quest to understand the psyche to understand the relationship between spirituality and the psychology and and you know I was such a curious child and paranormal I was all over the place you know I could have a whole entire show just talking about me growing up in Brazil and what I was doing <laughs> in Rio de Janeiro were you intuitive well I was uh, I was uh, you know just trying out um, everything spiritual that you can imagine. I just wanted to find, um, my goal was to find the synthesis of all different practices. And I I didn't quite um, understand why religion was so separate and why people were doing different things. I felt the reality was one, you know, and I started exploring everything occult and I went into... Uh, Kabbalah, numerology, astrology, uh, tarot, um, hands-on healing. I read the work Everything. of Everything. Yeah, I was using um, my hands to heal people's pains when I was 15, 16, 17. I was doing yoga as well. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. So you were doing energy kitchen. healing in a sense. I was fascinated with the... Uh, the part of us that we can't see with our five senses or feel. And I was exposed to a lot of phenomena because I was growing up around a lot of mediums, trans-channel mediums. And so, and I I got to experience my own uh, couple of uh, events, you know, and, and everything just, I was extremely mystical. At age 13, I found my mother's... Um, the Prophet uh, from Kaluja Brun, and she had like almost the entire collection, you know. So I read the whole thing and I couldn't put it down. I was so, I felt so familiar. So I feel I do bring some some of that from my past lives 
um, just a memory that is so attractive to me, it's so familiar. So I read the whole collection of Khalil Gibran, and, and from then on I started writing poetry and I started exploring these other parts of of uh, spirituality. And, Beautiful. Uh, just You're so creative from the time you were born. You know, Have you written a book just on your growing up years? <laughs> I have, but I haven't published it. So I'm in the process okay, of going that going That yeah, does sound like a wonderful book. That. Yeah, thank yeah. You. Well, listen, I want to play another one of your songs. It's been so wonderful having you on the show, and you're just a beautiful spirit. I hope to meet you in person one day. And um, can you uh, tell people your website and then introduce the song? And just for our listeners, you've been with Kristen McDonald and uh, beautiful, talented Kalyani. And remember how important passion and purpose are. Kalyani, introduce your song and have a blessed day. This is an amazing vacation, and I hope you enjoy it. It's part of this beautiful film that was released last year. Um, And... um, Yes, um, my website is K-A-L-I-Y-A-N-I.com, Kalyani.com. Stay tuned and you'll you'll get another delightful sense of Kalyani's music. And thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm Krista McDonald with Second Vision.